0: The win over the Lakers gives New Orleans pole position for the ninth seed. But why stop there? Could the Pelicans move up to eight? Plus, why doesn't Herb Jones get officiated properly and Jose Alvarado gets the bag? It's the Tuesday episode of Locked on Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked on Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Tuesday, still riding that high from the Pelicans coming back from 23 down over the Los Angeles Lakers. Again, as big of a game as we've ever seen from them. They got the win. They're in pole position for the ninth seed why stop there They got a bullseye on the Clippers in that eighth spot. Can they get there? We're going to talk about that in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Subscribe, tell a friend about the show, leave a five-star review with a comment. And today's episode is brought to you by NBA Top Shot. NBA Top Shot is the future of being an NBA fan. Own officially licensed rare NFTs of the greatest moments from NBA history. Sign up today at lockedon.nbatopshot.com. Okay, ninth seed, the standings. As of right now when I'm recording, New Orleans is in pole position. They're in a good spot. Basically, that win over the Lakers gives them ninth and then the tiebreaker. So the Lakers have to go a full game up on the Pelicans at the end of the season to knock the Pelicans down to 10. They're a half game up on the Lakers. They are a game and a half up on the San Antonio Spurs. But again, why stop at nine? Is there a chance to move up to eight? with the number of games that they have remaining. Seven games left and an easy schedule for New Orleans. You play the Portland Trailblazers, who are outright tanking twice. The Sacramento Kings, again. The the Lakers conceivably could get a win and maybe no LeBron there, right? That seems like it could be four wins. Plus, you do play the Clippers yourself. If you get that, that's a full game in the standings. So right now, the Pelicans are four games back... Of the uh, of the Los Angeles Clippers It's 39 losses for the Clippers 43 losses for the Pelicans Okay, if you wet that win over the Clippers You're three games back The Clippers do have a bit of a tough schedule coming up So is there a chance? I'm not so sure I like to think that there could be. There certainly is. And New Orleans has potential to gain some ground over this week. If the Clippers have a rough week, if they go 0-3, if they go 1-2, and and New Orleans goes 2-0, 3-0, then all of a sudden, yeah, maybe there's a realistic chance they could climb as high as 8 when that would have looked out of reach otherwise. But while the Clippers' schedule is tough... They're also still not a bad team. They're a couple games under 500, but they're coached well by Ty Lu. There's still some talent there. And they have some winnable games towards the end. At the end of their schedule, despite having, again, a tougher schedule than New Orleans does, they have the Thunder and the Kings. Both teams are not looking to win basketball games right now. And if you factor in the Clippers winning both of those, New Orleans almost needs to go undefeated with that win over the Clippers. If the Clippers manage to get that win over New Orleans, it's probably not going to happen no matter what. So it's nice to think they could get there, but we've also seen that New Orleans isn't the best team, right? Like, they're still in ninth. They're not tremendous. Yes, there's been some good play, but don't forget that Spurs lost and it had some quirky stuff to it. wasn't great. The defense was pretty bad in that one. The defense was really bad in the first half against the Los Angeles Lakers. If the Lakers remain somewhat confident, maybe the complexion of that game is a little bit different in the second half. So because of all of that, I'm not ready to say that like, yeah, New Orleans is going to go on a run and they're going to get into the eighth seed and things look differently now. Then they only need to get one win in the playing tournament instead of two. I think it's just running out of time. If there were 15 games left to play, oh yeah, there's a very realistic chance they could catch the Los Angeles Clippers. But with those two easy wins for the Clippers, I think that can make things kind of tough. And then you look at some of the other teams they're playing, right? Some of the harder games that they have coming up. They've got the Utah Jazz, and the Jazz are struggling right now. They don't look quite the same. That's all of a sudden maybe a little bit more winnable for the Clippers than it would have been otherwise. Then there's the Chicago Bulls that's a team that it also has been struggling and hasn't done well the the Jazz in their last 10 are 4 and 6. The Chicago Bulls are also 4 and 6. And New Orleans beat them. That is a team that you can go out and get wins against. And so I'm not so sure that we want to just say they're going to lose all of those games against good teams. They are well coached. There's enough NBA talent there to carry them a little bit further. And things get a little bit quirky now, right? Things get really quirky now these final 10 games, seven games pretty much for every team going forward of our guys being rested, right? They played the Milwaukee Bucks, but maybe Giannis doesn't play. Maybe you see some other guys sit in some of those games. And so because of all of that, I think it's just the Pelicans are running out of time to really make up ground on the eighth seed. They'll probably finish closer though than four games behind them. It might be two. It could even be one. But I think it's just not enough time to really get there. But this week really could change that. And let's hope that it happens. So coming up next, why doesn't Herb Jones get a better whistle? This was something I was talking about this weekend with a lot of people. And I want to talk about it here and kind of explain what goes on with some of the refereeing and all that behind the scenes and why Herb Jones doesn't get a lot of the respect from the refs that he, you know, absolutely should be getting and deserves. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by NBA Top Shot. NBA Top Shot is the officially licensed NFT of the NBA. Connect with a passionate community of NBA fans across the globe and build your collection with your favorite moments from NBA history. NBA Top Shot is the future of what being an NBA fan looks like. It's part trading cards, part stock market, and part fantasy sports with a built-in loyalty program. NBA Top Shot has evolved trading cards and made it easier to buy, sell, and trade by removing the hassle of card grabbing, shoeboxes, and buying. Their 24-7 peer-to-peer marketplace lets you scroll through all of your favorite players and teams. I just bought a Herb Jones moment, I opened a Jose Alvarado moment. And once you find that moment that you've been looking for, you can buy it in a couple of clicks. I love those two, and I think those are only going to go up in value with the way that those two guys are playing. And now, I hear it all the time, right? Why would I buy something that I could watch on YouTube for free? And I tell those people it's not about watching a highlight. It's about having ownership in the stock market of the NBA's greatest moments. And owning NBA Top Shot moments can get you access to unviable once-in-a-lifetime experiences. Last year, Top Shot flew a group of fans out to Phoenix for Game 5 of the NBA Finals just for having a bunch of Phoenix Suns moments. The following week, Top Shot flew out a bunch of fans to New York for the draft. Those collectors got to have dinner with four future first-round draft picks the night before, and they played basketball with the Knicks' Obi Toppin'. So if you sign up for NBA Top Shot today, the best way to start is by getting yourself a starter pack. You can pull a moment of a superstar like LeBron or KD or star rookies like Cade Cunningham or Evan Mobley for just $9. Head over to LockedOn.NBATopShot.com to start building your collection today. Again, that is LockedOn.NBATopShot.com. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is also brought to you by TrueBuild. Do you know why free trials were new without your consent? It's a business scam that's out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download TrueBuild to take control of your subscriptions today. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. And on average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly easy. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. And Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped save them over $100 million. Like Matthew B., who says, in a matter of seconds, I say $666 uh, 600 $160 for the year on my DirecTV TV bill. Saved $120 for a year on my Series XM bill, $840 a year on my car insurance. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash locked on Go right now. Truebill.com slash locked on can save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. Now, for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. You need the context around what's going on with the league. You don't get that just by looking at a box score. Locked On Now is going to give it to you with our local experts in like 10 minutes. It's awesome. I'm on there every after every Lakers game talking about that as well. All right, so Herb Jones and just kind of some of the Pelicans players, you know, in general, too. You could even factor in Jose Alvarado a little bit with this, and we'll talk about him more in the next segment. Why doesn't he get officiated well? You know, this has been a recurring thing all year for a guy that's at this point kind of in the consciousness, right, in the NBA's public consciousness of he's a really good defender. I I don't think he's going to end up making an all defensive team and he probably should, but he's at least going to get votes and be in consideration for that, which all things considered when you factor in where he was drafted and the expectations with that, pretty good. But It's just going to be one of those things. You're going to be upset at the end of the year, and it's just kind of how it goes with what they look at for all of those things. And again, he's a rookie, right? They might even knock him and ding him because he gets fouled, you know, fouls too much, something along those lines. This, and it's funny because... They we run promos for like locked on to get more advertisers and sponsors and it's we've been at like conventions and things talking kind of about the podcast world. We have like a sizzle reel that you play before like certain things. And there's a line in there from me, and I guess it was here, I don't remember which episode it was. It was probably last year talking about Zion, to be honest. I have a line of that just is me kind of screaming into the mic saying the NBA has an officiating problem or the NBA has a referee problem. And look, they do first and foremost, because none of it's consistent, right? And it should be a little bit more so. And then you see the things that happen to Herb Jones, where he's ejected from the Charlotte game on a flagrant two, and you're just kind of like, huh? Even the Charlotte Hornets broadcasters were a little bit stunned by that. So why does this keep happening for someone who's considered a good defender? Go look at his defense on LeBron James, right? Go look at his defense um, about uh, on who was it, Trey Young the other night, too. Unbelievable! Fighting through screens, not doing, you know, not fouling, all of that, and he still gets kind of shafted and screwed over by the referees. This is where. The NBA also has a refereeing problem, right? Every year before the season starts, they, for like local media during a preseason game, they, the refs come in and they kind of show points of emphasis. We're going to call this differently this year. And we want to try and explain kind of what's going on this year, right? It was those step back threes, the unnatural shooting motion that impacted guys a little bit like Steph Curry, more so James Harden and Trey Young as well. So they, they do their research in the, in the off season, right? Right. And that kind of impacts how they call games this year. I think what's hurting a guy like Herb Jones is he's just not showing up in scouting reports and things like that. He is not kind of on their radar because they're probably just not doing enough prep work and homework. And trust me, when it comes to basically anything in sports... A lot of what you need to do is that prep work on the front end. Hours of stuff on the front end. I do it for this show. Antonio Daniels does it before the broadcast. National media needs to do more of it before their national media broadcast. And some people do. But refs need to do the exact same thing. They need to know tendencies of these players, right? Herb Jones was called for that ejection because they thought that was an unnatural thing. There's no way that guy Eurosteps, right? Except He does. And if you did your homework, if you had the right scouting report that's updated regularly and more often, you would see that. And clearly they are missing key pieces of information like that. And it's negatively impacting this team at times. Same for Jose. When you get some of these calls against him, it's like, wait, huh? That's that's what happened? But Herb, it's pretty egregious. And that just seems to be that refs don't know who he is. You know, they they don't know the tendencies of these guys, right? Does Trey Murphy ever, is he ever very demonstrative after dunks, things like that? Not really. He's pretty stone-faced, right? So when he just looks over, it was Wenyan Gabriel, not Malik Monk, that he dunked on the other day. You know, and they tee him up for that. That's just him. That's what he does. And they don't seem to know that. And so I'm hopeful that this will change next season that Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, the rest of the rookies here, Jose Alvarado, they will realize, oh, these guys are actually good defenders, and maybe we need to give them a little bit more benefit of the doubt rather than, oh, that's a rookie. He's not defending properly. Because they are. They're very good at that. You know, even when, like, um, Brandon Ingram was playing, what, the Pistons, and he did that joke or what, like, tapped or did whatever to Frank Jackson, and they ejected him for it. They gave him a technical or whatever it was. And... You got to know their former teammates and their friends, and they're having a little bit of fun, and there's nothing bad about what happened there. That is so stupid and frustrating and annoying. And they need to get better about all of this. So hopefully, the ref stuff will improve as the season goes on. But I think that's where a lot of the lack of calls or calls against Herb Jones is really coming from. They just don't know who he is, and I don't know how easy it is in the season to do all of that research and to kind of get that in front of the referee's hands. They get scouting reports. They're reviewed film-wise. You know, there's the last two-minute report and everything that evaluates all of that, but it needs to go a little bit beyond that to maybe give these refs a little bit more real-time feedback to try and make these games officiated more properly. We'll see. But next year, they're going to show up in the scouting report. Next year, they're going to be more widely available. And so I am excited to see next year what he's capable of doing because he's going to be even better defensively when he's not just getting called for BS fouls all the time. All right, coming up next, Jose Alvarado getting paid. I told you he would. Let's talk about that contract, what it looks like, what it means going forward for this team. That's coming up here next in today's episode of locked on pelicans before we do that though today's episode of locked on pelicans brought to you by rockauto.com the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models out there it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need you don't want to go into those chain stores and all of a sudden you need to get a part that keeps your car running your car is important right it's how you get to work a lot of the time how you stay connected to your friends just basically kind of like part of your lifeblood that's not running You want to make sure you get the right part in there so it's not going to break down again and leave you stranded. You go to a chain store, they're going to just try and get stuff out of their warehouse. You don't know if this is really the right part for your car if it's truly what you're looking for. They're going to sell you what you have and you're stuck paying whatever price they want to charge you your captive audience. But you don't need to deal with that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So you can save time and money when using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Honda Odyssey fuel pump 353 from a chain store 216 from RockAuto.com, and RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And RockAuto.com's prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could possibly need. So go explore their easy-to-use website. And again, it's super easy. I buy all my parts for my cars over at RockAuto.com. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their. How did you hear about us? Box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com all right thank you for making locked on pelicans your first listen every day we're free and available wherever you get your podcast subscribe on youtube subscribe podcast form leave a comment on youtube tell a friend about the show because it's about to be really fun time to be a pelicans fan and leave a five-star review with a comment so jose alvarado got paid good for him right just so deserved for him to get his money and we knew he was going to. We knew he was going to. I've been telling you all. He was going to. I said it was actually going to happen after the Laker game. It was just off by about a week. I thought it would be the away Laker game on April 1st. The Pelicans are following the script of what they did last season with Najee Marshall. Two-way guy that they basically played a bunch of undrafted. They liked him a lot. They wanted to get him in the NBA full time. So you give him a guaranteed deal that's very team friendly, but is a significant payday compared to what he was making before. So it's a four year contract with two years guaranteed, then uh, an unguaranteed year, and then a team option for the fourth year. It's six and a half million dollars total. It's very similar to Najee Marshall's deal. It's similar to what you often see given to second round picks. So basically the remainder of this year, he's totally going to end up getting $1.5 million. Next year, it's $1.5 million as well. And then after that, it's a non-guaranteed year for about 1.5 or so. And the Pelicans could cut him, waive him. So, you know, he's proven that he can be a backup point guard. There's some limitations to his game. There's areas he could improve. And if he does that... The Pelicans have him basically for four years. If it's just rough next year for whatever reason, and I don't think that's going to be the case, and we hope that's not going to be the case, they can cut him. It's no big deal. He doesn't impact their books long enough, and he becomes an unrestricted free agent at that point. Or he can then just get the the final team option. They pick it up, and he goes out and you know gets a new contract after that. Uh, so this works. It also opens up a two-way deal for the Pelicans should they want to go out and sign someone else right now. So they're using part of their mid-level exception this season to be able to do this. It's, it's good. So this means they'll have full use of whatever mid-level exception available. There's different ones. We'll wait to see as we get closer to that. But they'll have full use of that. So this is a smart piece of accounting this season to do it because it also helps you next year. Again, it's guaranteed the remainder of this year and next year, non-guaranteed third year, and a team option on the fourth year. New Orleans, now when you look at it, has three guys that are role players but significant at times role players. You've got Najee Marshall who signed a very similar deal to this. He's getting paid $1.5 million next year. You also have Herb Jones under contract next year, one point eight. And you also have now Jose Alvarado at a million and a half. It's basically, it comes to like $5.1 million for all three of them. Three guys that are key contributors to your team as a role player, right? They're not stars. They're not starters other than Herb. And they're all making very little money. That's great. Great cap work. Great contract work, negotiating and everything on the Pelican side. Five million basically for those three players. You throw in Trey Murphy at 3.2, that's $8 million for four total players that could be big contributors to the team next season. That's how you fill out around the edges. That's how you give yourself maximum flexibility to be able to improve your team. These guys are all going to be tradable if someone comes along, as much as we don't want to really lose any of them. If someone comes along, they can then move these guys and they're very attractive assets for teams for how little money they're making. And then it was also awesome to see Jose Alvarado celebrate it. He just went and partied all night long. I saw the pictures of him. It's dark outside. And then I saw the other pictures where now it's light and he's in the same clothes. I don't think he went to sleep, nor should he. The Pelicans have an off day, uh, had an off day on Monday. Whole lot of fun for Jose Alvarado. He's going to be back next year. Well-deserved by him. Good job by the Pelicans signing him to a team-friendly deal as well, giving them maximum flexibility for everything. It's a fun time to be a member of the Pelicans if you're Jose Alvarado and a fun time to be a a fan of the Pelicans as they're closing out this season strong. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans and thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen every day. It's a game day tomorrow. We'll talk about that a little bit. I got some other topics I want to dive into as well. And now for your second listen. Locked on NBA. Locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.